Thanks for taking time to listen to the SUNI podcast, but wanted to flag up something at the very beginning. As part of our interview with Damien, we touch on the sensitive issue of miscarriage in the midst of sharing about prayer, and so wanted to make you aware of that, and so that it doesn't come as a surprise. Ruth and I really value Damien's openness and honesty in this conversation, and we hope that you do too. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Scripture Union Northern Ireland podcast. She's your host Ruth Dalzell and is the E3 schools worker for North Belfast and Newton Abbey. And he's your host Phil Howe and is the training and resources manager. If you've listened to the last episode, you'll know that there are some changes afoot. And what are those changes, Ruth? Well, Phil, one of the Scripture Union Northern Ireland's overall aims is to get children, young people and families reading the Bible and praying daily for themselves. So this season aims to help people in their personal walk with God in relation to Bible reading and prayer. Absolutely. And this episode, we're delighted to welcome back onto the pod, Mr. Damien Warden. He's the General Director of SU. It is lovely for you to be with us. Um, can you please tell the lovely folks listening a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. It's good to be here again. Yeah, so Damien, General Director of Scripture Union. I am married to Andrea. Uh, I am what probably most people would class as a bit of a blow-in into Northern Ireland. I've been here now for uh, eight years, eight years or nine years. Uh, I've been married to Andrea for nearly 20 years. Uh, we have three children, Nathaniel, who's 17, Joel, 14, Erin, who's 12, going on 20. And, uh, <laughs> and we live in Belfast, uh, just behind Queen's University in an area called the Holy Lands, which some of you may well have heard of. Uh, well, we're going to go back uh, and check out your holy land of life uh, and go back on your journey. When and how did you become a Christian? Okay, well, I uh, went to church from a very young age. My parents sent me and my sister to church every Sunday. So from the age of about five, I was going to church uh, called Trinity Baptist Church in Colne in Lancashire, where I was born and brought up. And I also went to Boys Brigade and went there every Tuesday evening uh, till I was about 11 and changed to company section and went to every Monday evening. And uh, during that time in England, there was a, a kind of a, a nationwide mission and they came to our town and uh, they were doing various things. And uh, we got invited to uh, an event that happened on the Monday evening, which was company night. So instead of company night at night, we went to uh, this event, this mission, and I remember hearing the gospel for the first time, like I'd never heard it before, uh, and something within me kind of like was like, what is this about? What's happening? I didn't make any response, but I did go the next night, and the next night, and the next night, and the final night I was there, and I just thought, I have to make a response. I have to do something with what I'm hearing, and so I'm getting out of my seat and walking down to the front, and, uh, and submitting and surrendering and committing my life to God. And uh, that was just a phenomenal moment in my life. I think it's amazing to hear of something like that, that is something like, instead of going to your company section that evening, that you went to a mission and you went back um, each evening and you made um, a commitment. But why are you still a Christian today? Well, I guess I'd, I'd flip that question around and say, why would I not be a Christian today? Uh, because I made a commitment to following Christ. Uh, and I am seeking to live out my life for him every day. Now, I don't always get it right. I'm not perfect, that's for sure. Uh, ask my wife, ask my children, they will definitely tell you that I don't always get it right. Uh, but uh, my faith is foundational to my whole life, and, and I think about Christ, how he's described as the cornerstone, and he is the cornerstone to my life. He's who I've built my whole life upon. And, um, and I was also thinking about that verse from Ecclesiastes. Um, it's in chapter 3, verse 11, where it talks about uh, having eternity in our hearts. And there's this sense of actually, 
we have to have an eternal perspective. I have an eternal yeah. perspective on my life in following Christ right now for eternity. And one of those things that's probably kept you going is Bible reading and prayer, and that's what we're going to focus on. Uh, so let's start with Bible reading. How, how has Bible reading impacted your journey of faith? Well, as I said, I went to Boys Brigade and, and Sunday school uh, from a very young age. I was in Boys Brigade from when I was five till I was 18 uh, and went all the way through and, and Sunday school and youth group. And I think they were just really good building blocks because they gave me lots of knowledge, you know, in terms of hearing the basic Bible stories. So I felt like I had a lot of head knowledge. Um, but I have to admit, um, I wasn't much of a reader. I was that typical teenage boy and the thought of reading and sitting down to read was just not my thing at all. And it, uh, and even reading the Bible, you know, I remember giving my life to Christ and some people, you know, they say, don't they, when they give their life to Christ, they just devour the Bible, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I wasn't like that, you know, and I, if I'm honest, I struggled uh, to read the Bible for myself. But then I joined Youth for Christ when I was 19 uh, and did a discipleship year with them. It was trained in youth ministry, but also the very big focus on discipleship, on you as a person, an individual. And during that time, just felt the word of God was opened up to me in new ways that I'd never experienced before. And um, we were encouraged to have regular devotional times, encouraged to study God's word. And I think out of that time, I just gained more of a hunger than any before uh, and a passion for God's word that I'd never had before. And, and that's continued to this day, uh, you know, I think the, the big story of God is just phenomenal, isn't it? When you think about it and when you understand it, begin to understand it, begin to grasp it. There's always something new to learn, something new to discover. You know, even now, right now, I'm, I'm preparing for a sermon uh, for our church series on the Advent and we're looking at the prophecies of, of Jesus and the one I've got from Isaiah. It's just incredible, you know, and I read, I was like, wow this was prophesied you know years and years and years before jesus came to earth and 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 reading it again and reading it afresh and reading it anew uh, it's just i just love it so yeah brilliant i love that there has been that change in from someone who wasn't really a reader and didn't necessarily want to read a whole lot to now you're like you're just really excited mm -hmm. to get into the bible and so over your journey of faith um has there been any bible passages in particular that keep coming back to you or are brought up again and again mm. and again? Uh, as you can imagine, there's lots. <laughs> lots and lots and lots. Yeah. yeah, so we could be here for a while. Uh, but no, and I was, I, was, I was focused on two, really. One from the New Testament, one from the Old Testament. Uh, uh, the first few verses from uh, the Gospel of John are phenomenal. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And, and just those first few verses kind of set the tone, don't they, for that Gospel. And I'm just drawn back to those verses time and time again because they remind me of who God is, they remind me of who Jesus is and that sense of right at the beginning of time they were there, they knew exactly what they were doing uh, and continue to know exactly what they're doing. And so it gives me hope uh, as I continue to live out my life. And then an Old Testament, a uh, couple of verses, which are really well-known verses now, but I remember the first time, probably not the first time I read them, but the first time I understood them for myself uh, and that's Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Mm. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight or he will guide your path. And, um, and I remember the moment I, I read those and they came alive to me. Uh, and it was during a bit of a tough time in my life and, uh, and something had happened which um, I was hoping was going to happen but didn't happen. And it was just an awkward time in my life. And, uh, and I remember a friend of mine calling me and, and saying read these verses Damien I think they could really help you 
and I remember reading it the first time and kind of shrugging my shoulders and going, mm. what does that mean? You know, and then reading them again, and I remember sitting in my room reading them over and over and over and over and over again until they kind of began to sink in, it sink into my heart and to my soul, and I was like, yes, if I trust in God with all my heart and lean not on my understanding of the situation, if I keep following him, he will lead me, he will guide me, and, and those verses have come up time and time and time and time again in my life. Love it. How has prayer impacted your journey of faith right up until the present time? And I guess if I'm honest, when I was younger, prayer was a bit dull, if I'm really honest. I just found it a bit dull, and it was kind of a oh, still this one-dimensional activity that we may have done at, uh, at church or at Sunday school or at, at Boys Brigade. And, you know, we didn't pray at home at all. And, and so, so it was just kind of this one-dimensional activity, and I kind of struggled with prayer, you know, but my... My obviously my prayer of commitment. I remember that moment when I gave my life to Christ. That was life transforming. I remember repeating the prayer as it was being prayed. But as I prayed it, it just something clicked and something happened. And and so that was a phenomenal moment for me in my prayer life. But I guess just that ability to communicate with God. Uh, and sometimes I probably take that for granted. And you know, but actually this is just an incredible reality that we now have as Christians in the twenty first century. We have this incredible just two-way dynamic relationship with God that we get to speak that I get to speak directly to God through Jesus is incredible you know so uh, to see God answer to prayer answer prayers is, is amazing whilst at the same time I guess wrestling as well with with unanswered prayer so there's this journey that I go on in my prayer life um, if I share just one story maybe where I really sense God answering prayer yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, a couple of years ago I was leading uh, a youth event over in England and, uh, and part of the evening, we'd, we'd opened up and said, if anybody senses God is saying something to the group, then maybe you could come and share this. Lad came up and he said to me, I've never done this before, but I think God might be speaking to me. And he shared what he, he felt God was saying. And he basically had a word for somebody, and uh, somebody in the in the venue, which is about four or 500 people in this venue, but somebody had a really sore wrist, a really painful wrist, and it'd been painful for a long time. And uh, so he came up and he shared it. And at the end, we were in the ministry area and the people come to get prayer and this girl walks up to me and she was like holding her wrist and she was like, I think I might be the person <laughs> that that boy was speaking about. And I went, I think you might be. Um, and, and, I, and God prompted me to find that boy who kind of shared that word. And so I went to find him in the venue and, and I said, you need to come here. And I said, you're the boy who had the word. This is the girl who's got the, the sore wrist you need to pray for this girl. And he was like, what? And I said, but I'll pray with you. And so we, we prayed and uh, we prayed over this girl. And at the same time, her friends kind of stood next to her, just bored out of her brain, you know, looking through her phone and uh, I could see her in the corner of my eye, but I'm also praying for this girl and this guy. And, uh, and then we prayed and you have that moment where you say, how does it feel? Which is a bit of a, a nervy thing to ask. And uh, I remember uh, asking, so how does, it, how does it feel now? And she really wanted it to be better but it clearly wasn't and she was like yeah it's oh oh and she's like trying to move it and, and and i feel like god prompt me and say pray again damien and i was like oh i was like okay and so i said to the boy i said we're gonna pray again and he was like are we and i was like yeah let's pray <laughs> and so we prayed again and we prayed for, for this girl and uh and we said amen and then you have that moment again where you said okay come on and i said how is it now and uh, and she kind of went <laughs> and she was moving this wrist everywhere. At this point, the girl who'd been on the phone, like, just went, Oh my goodness! 
and there was this moment and the boy was going oh what uh, and in within me I'm trying to be all cool as a leader but I'm going what uh, it was just just brilliant how how God had answered prayer and God had brought you know a, this boy who'd had a kind of sense that God was saying that this girl had a sore wrist and her making that response to come forward and receive prayer and us praying for her and her getting healed was amazing but I also know at times when I've prayed for people to be healed and they haven't been so there's just a real mystery I think with prayer uh, which is something that I continue to journey on I'm sure and you've just mentioned within some of those things that we've been talking about that there have been those I suppose mountaintop moments where things have gone really really well and then Maybe other times in life where things haven't gone the way that you thought they were going to be. So what, are there any other hardships that you faced? Um, and how did God help you in that moment or those moments um, as you wrestled with Bible reading and prayer? Yeah, um, I guess compared to lots of people, um, I don't think I've only had too many hardships in my life, you know, and hopefully that will continue. Uh, but but there have been times that we've kind of journeyed through difficult things and I was uh, just thinking about even... Uh, we had Nathaniel uh, 17 years ago and then we tried to have uh, more children and we had a, a couple of miscarriages which were really tough uh, and we got through them but then we were trying to have more children and it just wasn't happening and we were like oh what's going on here God and I remember us you know praying and asking God you know God we really want another child we'd love another child but why it's not happening and um, and just struggling with that and trying to push through that. But then, um, I'm, if I'm honest, I'm not always good at asking for help uh, and, and asking for support, but we were part of a leadership team of our church in Worcester, where we were living at the time. Uh, and one night, we were going around and saying, anything people would like prayer for? And I just went, I don't think even Andrew knew what I was going to say, but I went, I'd like to pray because we like more children. <laughs> and, and there was just something, as I, as I did that, there was something unlocked within me you know mm. actually we need each other it's not just me and god it's not even just me andrea and god it's we're in this together as a community as a as a body of people and uh, i remember being in uh, my friend's living room and the whole leadership, just getting, leadership team getting up and, and laying hands on us and praying for us um and uh and uh, i remember just sensing god's presence with us in that moment that whatever happened, we knew God was for us and not against us. Um, and I'm very much into praying for things. And as I, I pray for things, and I'm sure lots of us do this, we really want something, you know, so we're going, God, we really, 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 really want this, we really want this. But I, I always say more and more, uh, but let your will be done, Lord, let your will be done, have your way, Lord, you know. And so even as we're being prayed for in that moment, so Lord, have your way. Uh, and we did conceive again, and we did have two more children, uh, and one we weren't even expecting. You know what I mean? And Surprise! So, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But but it's just amazing that journey you go on with God and, and through difficult times and tough times. But for me, it was really about understanding the reliance on on other people who can be there and stand with you, and support you, and pray for you as well at that time. And it must be very strange then to look at it from this side of it all. You know, and kind of reflect on that. You know, in the moment, it must be very. It's obviously very difficult, mm -hmm. and even you know, needing to bring people with you. What other, I guess, top tips do you have in building your relationship with God? Yeah. Uh, oh, I think the first one is whatever you do, don't compare it with other people, uh, and their outward expression of it. You know, I hear people all the time comparing themselves 
to other people even online on, on, on Facebook or Instagram and they look at other people's lives and go, oh wow, if only my life was like that. And I think mm. sometimes we as Christians can look at other people's faith journeys and think, oh if only as I, was, I was as faithful as them or as holy as them. And, and I think that's really dangerous and, and it's not what God intends for us at all. And so don't compare, don't compare with other people. Uh, I think we're all wired really differently, aren't we? Uh, whether that be in terms of you know being introverted and extroverted, but even lots of other things and lots of other ways, we're all wired really differently. And I guess we all have natural rhythms as well. Uh, and so don't try and fit into somebody else's rhythm and somebody else's way of, of doing things. I think something about setting realistic targets in our walk with God, and especially with Bible reading and prayer, um, but let's remember as well that the Bible reading and prayer, they are spiritual disciplines. And I think that word discipline is, is really important because sometimes we do have to push through, we do have to press through. And we, it's easy sometimes, to, well, it doesn't fit into my lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, and actually we, we're called to, to get dug into God's word. We're called to pray and communicate with him. So there, are, there is a discipline element to it. And at times we have to push in when naturally we just want to give up. You know, my son, Nathaniel, he... He loves going to the gym at the moment and he's so committed to it. Five five days a week he's at the gym. But there's times I know when he gets up and he goes, oh, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. You know, But he just, there's that discipline, that drive to push in because he sees that actually that's going to be really beneficial for him in the long term. And I think for us in our walk with God, reading the Bible, prayer, it's going to be beneficial for us now, but also in the long term as well. Which comes back actually to what you were sharing at the start about, you know, why not? Because there's a sense of commitment and I've committed to this. And actually part of that spiritual life is Bible reading and prayer. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, you know, remembering it's not always going to be easy, <laughs> but but to carve that time out and to prioritise that time, you know, if it's important, you'll prioritise it. If a relationship's important, you'll prioritise that relationship. And it's the same, I think, in our walk with God. If we're serious about our, our relationship with God, then we'll prioritise our relationship and we prioritise it by digging into his, his word and understanding him more through his word. We do it when we pray and we communicate with him and we connect with him. And I think, you know, creativity and variety are not enemies <laughs> of our walk with God. And so, you know, try different things out. Try new ways of connecting with God. Try new ways of reading the Bible. You know, like I've, you know, this, I'm not bragging here, but I've read the Bible uh, twice from cover to cover um, and that was a discipline most definitely um, but if I did that every year it'd get, probably get quite dull and quite boring mm. but there's seasons where that's really important to do that and I think in our way we pray where we read our bible we can do it in different and creative ways which I think will help us um, move on forward there might be some people listening and thinking, oh, that's fine for Damien. He's <laughs> general director of SU. He must be super holy mm. and being able to do all these things. And <laughs> he loves reading the Bible and he can't get enough of it. But there may be other people out there who would find it a bit more difficult. What would you say to people listening who are struggling with those you know, disciplines or formational rhythms or those holy habits? Mm. Um, what would you say to them? Um, I, I think there's a phrase or kind of a proverb or something like that that says, um, how do you eat an elephant? Um, which seems really weird because I would never want to eat an <laughs> elephant. You know, they don't look the most tasty things, but how do you eat an elephant? You, you eat them one bite at a time. Uh, and I think it's the same in our in our walk with God and in, in the spiritual disciplines of reading scripture and prayer. Um, do it 
gradually do it one bite at a time um don't don't say i'm going to read the whole bible in a week when you just know that's not going to be a realistic thing to do um so i think be realistic as well about how you uh, journey with god through reading scripture and prayer um i think ask yourself as well why it's difficult you know what why why is it a struggle uh, talk to somebody uh, a trusted friend and and connect with them and find out what works for them and, and even other people and, what, and learn from people. I think that can be really helpful too. Um, I think others can help and support you. Um, I remember just a significant time where we lived in Worcester and we were part, I was part of a group. Uh, it was lots of us in our church were part of these groups called uh, Life Transformational Groups, which sounds very American. Life Transformational Group. Uh, LTGs. Uh, LTGs. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was part of a group with three or four guys and we would meet every Saturday morning. Every Saturday morning we'd meet in one of the, uh, our houses and we'd have breakfast together, which is brilliant. And we'd try and outdo each other with who did the best <laughs> breakfast. Uh, and, and then we would sit down and we would open God's word together. Uh, and we'd read the scriptures, what we'd already read the week before. And we'd ask each other what we'd learned from it. Uh, and there was this sense of we're doing this together. And, and it was so beneficial and so helpful. And if one of us missed the reading, then we kept it for the following week until that person had read it. So not that there was a shame element to this, but there was a sense of as an accountability element here as well, which was which was really useful and really helped me in that moment. I think invite God to lead you as well. You know, let's invite God to lead us as we open his word. Invite him to speak to us through this word. Don't let it be just this, as I said earlier on, this one-dimensional activity. This is a dynamic opportunity to connect with God. It's just phenomenal. And, and I think take time take the time to be with god carve it out brilliant lots to lots to take in there and lots to think about hopefully that has challenged you listening uh, we're going to move into some quick fire questions to finish oh. and this time because we're not on zoom we actually have a physical box of destiny um, so you will get to choose we'll do four questions uh, they're quite random questions but we'll see what we'll see what ones you get okay oh, i get to pick it out oh yeah oh 100 percent do I read the question? Yeah, if you can read it aloud for everybody, please. <laughs> okay. If you could remembered for being the best at something, what would it be and why? The best general director. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, no, I think, oh, I, I guess straight away... I am drawn to the fact I'm a dad mm. and a husband. That's two things I know, but... Uh, but that's Family a, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, be, yeah, I guess being that person, being, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it, to remember just being the best dad. Wow, that'd be cool. So, yeah. yeah. Number two. <laughs> if you could win... An Olympic gold, what sport would it be in? That's a good question. That is a good question. Uh, I think it would be, uh, oh, and I can't remember what it's called now. It's uh, a good start. Uh, <laughs> no, what's the one where they... <laughs> it's not the high jump. 
but it's where they have the big pole and they pole vault. Pole vault. Pole vault. Yeah, yeah. Pole vault. I was watching a little YouTube clip. Don't ask me why. Uh, about pole vaulting, but I just think it's amazing what they do. They just jump high, but they get this pole and they just the trust down elements and everything. It looks pretty cool. Do you know any previous gold medal pole vaulter? That's <laughs> <laughs> a No, not at all. Would you like to pick question number three? My favourite thing to do is run. I love running. I love running. I've not been running for a little while because I've been a bit poorly. Uh, But I do love going out and running. Um, Just brilliant. And I didn't start running until about eight years ago. But now I just love it. Is that because you wanted to run away from Northern Ireland? Because <laughs> that coincides <laughs> time wise, isn't it? Eight years oh. ago. Yeah. <laughs> it just so happens. Yeah, fair enough. You probably haven't been running so much because you've been walking so much, just in case people yes. weren't uh, aware. Absolutely. Damon did his walk around Northern yeah. Ireland, one million steps. Check it out on our social media pages. Yes. You can still donate. Nice. Uh, you're welcome. And lastly, question number four. Ooh. Question number four. Heaven is dot dot dot. Heaven is. See that. That's why I think. <laughs> well, I was thinking <laughs> heaven is. Um, it probably shows my age because uh, it's another song. Heaven is a place on earth. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, heaven is. I don't know. Can we ask another one? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you want to have another? You're the general director. Yeah. So really, if you want another one, you can get another one. That's fine. <laughs> Take two, question number four. Ooh. Oh, question number four, thanks. The Bible is. That's what you get. That's what you get. The Bible is the living word of God. Phenomenal. Fab. Thank you so much, Stephen, for taking the time out to share. And also, we really appreciate you being so honest and sharing some personal things with us because it's it's very easy to just be surface level. But thank you for going deeper. And I think people will really appreciate and um, learn a bit more about you and knowing that they're maybe not the only ones going through hard things as well. So we hope and indeed pray that what you've shared would spur someone on in their own personal relationship with Jesus. Uh, please feel free to leave your top tips and what works for you in the comments on social media or on a cheeky review wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to be releasing these a little less frequently, so every other month. And if you haven't checked out the, the last episode or any of our back catalogue of podcasts, then get involved. Check them out and hopefully we'll have you again listening to the Scripture Union Northern Ireland podcast. God bless.